Hello everyone. Uh, just a quick editor's note regarding this particular episode. This is our first time that we attempted to do a virtual episode format uh, just because of logistical issues and, and things that we have going on in our personal lives. Uh, unfortunately, as a result of this, uh, there were some audio processing issues uh, from Rob's microphone that uh, caused it to echo quite a bit. Um, so I apologize in advance. Rather than re-record the entire episode, we just thought it was fine to proceed with the episode as normal, because uh, you do get used to the effect pretty quickly. And uh, for the next episode, we'll make sure that we have that all fixed. So uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of E-Ticket, a theme park podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, E-Ticket, a theme park podcast. Uh, my name is Mike. And, and I am Rob. Rob. And uh, together, we are uh, E-Ticket Podcast. Um, yeah. It's been, a, it's been a minute since we've uh, last graced your ears with uh, some mm -hmm. of our uh, thoughts about the theme park world. But uh, as it is right now, we're going to uh, continue onwards with uh, our 2023 review. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, 2023 was honestly kind of a bit of a banner year for the theme parks. Like, a lot of stuff opened, a lot of stuff closed, and... Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff reopened is what yeah. 2023 turned out to be. Like, it was the last gasp of recovering from the pandemic. Yeah, and um, it was also interesting, too, because a lot of projects were announced this year that uh some of which have already been canceled and some of which uh, <laughs> uh that was that was the trend of canceling previously announced projects by also announcing projects that would take over those things so they never announced so they announced a project and they wouldn't say that it was dead until they announced another project and then you just had to do mental math like oh i guess we're not getting that thing. yeah kind of like the like the mary poppins uh <laughs> one that they were going to do for epcot when they were doing the transformation and they announced that it was part of the preview center, and then they mm -hmm. were kind of just like, "Uh, no, it's uh, it's 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 just done." <laughs> what what Mary Poppins thing? Right. Uh, or my favorite was when they finally opened the uh, the Communicore section of Epcot, and they just neglected to point out, "Oh yeah, that festival building we were going to build. We forgot to tell you we're not. We're just not going to build it." Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's just not there anymore. Nope. <laughs> so. But yeah, uh, so we figured that we're just going to do a sort of uh, review of just all the major announcements that they had for the year, and uh, we'll kind of just uh, go from there. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so... Yeah. And luckily, we started so far back in January that we know some things that weren't supposed to come and some changes. I'll just jump out and say um, the pass holders... Oh, uh, now we can just go to the parks again. We don't have to make reservations for the most part. We can just go. Good to go. Well, uh, yes, but we should mention that that's explicitly for 2024. That's um, what I'm saying. That's yeah, why I was like, hey, like stuff stuff that was announced last year is like, hey, this will be coming, and like stuff's here. So we'll get to most of that at the end, but like it's good that we waited. Yeah. Of. 
<laughs> so also, 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 if we did this when we wanted to, we would have missed half the announcements they gave us in December. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So, all right, let's uh, jump into this, Mike. What do you got? Well, uh, let me see here. Uh, so, uh, January of last year. Yes. Um, just a lot of stuff was closed and announced, and um, they've kind of uh, moved forward with some projects and stopped with others. So, let's start with some of the bigger projects. Uh, mm-hmm. So, a year ago, in January of 2023... I think there were two major things that kind of really happened between both Universal and Disney. Universal in particular, I think, is actually the larger one to kind of look at. They uh, they, they closed down KidZone. Yeah, the thing they've been talking about for years that we've all been rumored. Uh, will E.T. be closed? Will animal actors be closed? Why is the Barney thing still there? And and it finally happened. It all happened. But we kept E.T. and the animal actors, so no one, no one was scared. Yeah. Um, and... It wasn't until, what, uh, June or July of this past year that uh, they finally announced what was going to be replacing the Kid Zone? Well, uh, yeah, because in classic Universal, Universal fashion, they already decorated their construction walls to lead us to guess what it was. But then, you're right, until the summer, they finally said what was, in fact, coming. Yeah, and I, I always found it so funny, too, that like when they announced that it was going to be a DreamWorks-themed area, everyone was kind of collected just like, well, yeah, because the very first thing that you see right outside the entrance of the E.T. ride is just, it's just Shrek's house. Like, it's just, it's yeah, right it's, there. You see Shrek's house, random troll characters, mm-hmm. um, uh, Kung Fu Panda, I'm trying to think, what else was on the walls? Uh, something from the Captain Underpants movie that we yeah, all did something from, I think um, it was, uh, not Meet the Robinsons, because uh, that's Disney. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name of the franchise that they're attached to. It's, it's fine, I'll stall. I'm yeah. dancing. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but regardless, uh, so Universal has remained kind of tight-lipped about like some of the details that they're bringing to this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but What we can gather is uh, the Woody Woodpecker coaster is rethemed to a troll-themed coaster, for yes. whatever that means. I don't it's know the, if there's music. It's Maybe the there is Troller music. Coaster. That is right. Ah, uh-huh. that's a great name. And also, there should be another Shrek meet and greet. So they closed it, but it will be coming back. So there's that. Yeah, that's a fan favorite. And from what I understand too, this one is going to be a little bit more uh, <clears throat> upscale than the previous one was, which was blatantly outside in front of a cardboard cutout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so this will be. They'll put effort into this one. Yeah, this one's so this one is reportedly going to feature not only Shrek but also Fiona and Donkey together. So. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how it's going to work. I have a feeling that it's going to be a very, very busy thing to try and go do uh, because, you know, Shrek is love. And, um, yes. well, listen, it is what it is. I, I, I just did. I've all often <laughs> tried to forget that video. <laughs> so, yeah, so they have that, um, the troller coaster. No one is sure what's going on with Barney. Uh, I've never thought I'd ever say those words in my life, but here we are. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's also tied into. Uh, I think they're uh, whatever. It's all DreamWorks. We don't really know anything. That's that's about as far as we got. Yeah, know? I've heard yeah, that the uh, I've heard that the Curious George area is getting ripped out entirely, and it's being replaced with um, something related to How to Train Your Dragon, 
but I don't think they're but, leaning too far into it because a lot of that stuff is going to be going over to, going to the uh, Epic, Epic Universe, universe which, right, which, oh my god, we're only a year and a half away from it opening. I, I know. know which it's, is coming, it's, it's getting really there. wild. Like at, at, uh-huh. at the time of this recording, they, they've already started testing some of the rides, um, and you can, just, you can just see that some of the lands are starting to take place, which mm-hmm. just looks really, really wild. And, and yet, and yet yeah, we have no official announcements yet. And I don't want to get too much into it. That's in my uh, look ahead section all the way at the end. But uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's just don't expect too much How to Train Your Dragon here. Uh, maybe some Kung Fu Panda. That'd be cool. Um, but otherwise, yeah, Universal has made very little announcements as to what's going in this area. And um, I think it's slated to open at the end of this year. I think it's in my preview. Anyway. I think it's actually. Uh, what? Uh, I think they're actually ahead of schedule, from what I understand. I think this is probably going to open up uh, probably around like June or July. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, I mean, but, they didn't give us a time frame yet, but I know it's in my look ahead at the end. Anything, anything you want to say about the um, the now departed Kids Zone section? Um, as long as Pizza Would, Fries still gets sent out of Kids Zone, that's all I care about. Yep, the Pizza Fries section is still there. Uh, the Fiebel water slide I hadn't been on since 1998. I know that for a fact. Uh, what is woodpecker nut house coaster whatever we call it I, I that's that was never a must do and curious George uh, bless him I remember having a lot of fun in it back in 2002 and wanting to avoid it as an adult but I walked through it during the reopening because they turned off all the water effects so it, it felt safe to traverse yes but, also they um, used to uh, they used to route a lot of horror nights cues oh over yes that area. yes of course and this year was the weird year that they couldn't do that so yep. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah kids zone yeah um, so that that's that's gone uh yeah. and then the other really big thing that happened in january of last year is that uh almost two years after it was announced uh splash mountain uh finally closed its doors for the last time here in walt disney world mm-hmm. not not Uh-oh. anywhere else just here in walt disney world Right, uh, right, and replacing uh, it with uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which, which is moving pretty, pretty, pretty well from what everyone's saying. Rampage, which you know what? Credit to them. I did not think this they have that open in just under two years, but it looks like they're probably going to do it. Um, by all accounts, everything that I've ever seen online, as well as from my sources within the company, they're expecting to open it at the end of spring which is just four or five months away from now, and it's really crazy. But also, they, all the external stuff basically went up in the last, like, two to three weeks. Yeah. Like, it's so really looks, crazy how quickly they managed to pretty on the outside. Uh, uh, I, yeah, yeah, like what you're saying, I noticed that they took their thing away from fall 2024 to just 2024, which gives them some leeway. If I had to guess, I'd still, I'd still expect them to have it maybe late summer at the earliest. That's just me guessing. But I mean, we'll probably see we'll probably see some splashes coming in the next few months of them just testing, you know. I know. I know. Keep the dream. I hate that. Um, Thank you. Oh, okay. But uh but yeah, no. Splash Mountain. We covered it on the show. Uh again, it's easier not to be sad for it going knowing this ride is going to be very similar. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, and I mean, we already did a whole episode about Splash Mountain, and I don't right, think there's yeah. much more than there's, we could... There's not much more we're, we're going to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it all. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say that I am tentatively excited with the direction that it's looking, because really, like, I've I've seen a bunch of the behind-the-stuff st- things that they're doing for it, 
Okay. And really, truly, it looks very, very cool with what they're doing. <laughs> and that's, that's they, uh, good to know. they just confirmed that all of the animatronics are going to be um, fully animatronic. Like, there's not going to be any of the projector screens. Like, it's going to be full, traditional, all-mechanical electronics, which right. I am super, super duper on board with. So, uh, yes, I guess, um, I guess they've heard all the feedback coming off of the Frozen uh, attraction and then all the newer stuff going in Japan and whatnot. Like the R and D is done. We don't. We, the fans don't want these projection phases. So make make them talk. I am just hoping that the Imagineering team that they hired to do the Beauty and Beast ride in Tokyo Disneyland is the one that they hire for this because they Those look great. Oh my great. god, it looks so Very good. Um, okay, spectacular. Now, uh, I let's see. Yeah. So the. Uh, the next big thing that we sort of went over was uh, some other stuff here in January, right? So they officially, well, not I guess unofficially, kind of shut down the Play Pavilion at Epcot. Um, uh, they, they kind of pretty much yeah. determined that it was just not doable. Um, yeah, the, the takeover of the Wonders of Life Pavilion announces the Play Pavilion, which we've discussed on and off here. They officially came out and said that's not happening. Yeah, and then uh, some other smaller things. Uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow come came back. Yeah, um, the Disney 100 uh, year celebration started in earnest, which was kind of cool because they had all the, um, all of the characters that were set up for the 50th anniversary got like new coats of paint and like new interactive things, and uh, yeah, they had the little logos that popped up at all the parks, which are just really kind of cute. Uh, and what it was the thing is. That started mainly over in California because here it was still the 50th celebration of Walt Disney World. Yeah. So they were trying to avoid the overlap as long as they could, but it and it inevitably happened. Yeah. So they had much that. to the confusion of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, what else? Oh, in uh, also in January of last year, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened over in uh, Disneyland in California. Yeah, and I included here just, yeah, just as a record of, well, that it happened. That's when it happened, to make yes. ours look ours look unnecessary. Which is just very, very unfortunate, because again, well, I mean, yep. they, didn't really ha- they didn't really have a great movie ride like we did here, so... Well, I know, but like, they didn't lose anything to get there either. That's true. Yeah, and they, they got, got a brand new theater. theater. Yeah. And now they have the most hidden Mickeys of any attraction. So we had that for uh, yeah, we had that title for less than three years. Great. Well, that's January. That's January. <laughs> so we're going to move on to February now. February was, uh, I think, kind of the beginning of the sort of like banner year that 2023 was for the theme parks, because in February, Universal Studios Hollywood opened up. Uh, Super Nintendo World, which was just an immediate, incredible smash hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the crazy thing is, it's the lesser version of the one in Japan, and the one in Japan is a lesser version than what we're going to get in Orlando. But even so, like it was incredible to see the reactions coming out from that. Yes, uh, the, the the food, the atmosphere, the the set dressing. The I've heard kind of mixed things about the rides themselves, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I kind of look at it in the sense, like, you know, the rides are very, very cool, and, like, that's definitely an aspect of it, but it's kind of in the same vein as, like, the Harry Potter sections of the parks, where it's like you want to get lost in that world as opposed to, like, 
experiencing these rides that oftentimes don't make any sense. <laughs> like, like Forbidden Journey is kind of like the Star Tours of Harry oh, Potter. It's, you it's, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a canonical nightmare. But the thing is with the, uh, the Super Mario, was Mario Kart ride, uh, it was a very ambitious project where they took a video game, they wanted to keep some video game elements to it, and then some things work, some things don't, but it also interactivity kind of. And we'll just we'll see if it has any uh, any tweaks as it comes this way. I certainly hope so because I have a feeling that they could do it really well, considering some of the new tech that they kind of incorporated into Minions Mayhem over here. Oh, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean we'll, we'll we'll do an episode on that eventually because while it's certainly not like a good experience of a ride, there are some really really fascinating technological stuff going on under the hood there so we'll, we'll 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 cover that at some point in the future but yeah february all of the news about theme parks was completely dominated by super nintendo world which by all accounts yeah. just really really incredible so yeah it was moving really close. On, yeah moving on to uh to march um now march was basically the month of hollywood studios uh, yeah. What I, what I mean by that is that uh, basically all of the major park updates that happened in the month of March had everything to do with Hollywood Studios over here in Florida, um, with the exception of one thing that happened over at Universal. So, uh, riding off of the heels of season three of The Mandalorian, uh, yeah. he finally started appearing over here at Hollywood Studios. Yes, and, despite, uh, despite being in California for six months. The Mandalorian finally appeared. Yes, and my with... God, what a mess! <laughs> um, <laughs> they tried. They really did. I mean, the so Galaxy's Edge. We've we've talked about Galaxy's Edge before, and sure. it's uh, there's not really a lot of space for a hugely popular character to make an appearance and just kind of walk around. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, even Storm, even like Ray and Chewbacca have their issues, uh, let alone the Mandalorian with a Grogu intact. Yeah, so. it, um, you know, really, really cool experience to like see it, but it's one of those things where you have to get super, super lucky that they're going to be out there at the right time. And you also have to get lucky and hope that there's not a line of, you know, 45 million people that are trying to go see them all at the same time. So that's always been a bit of a bit of a crapshoot when it comes to uh, right because it's not a traditional meet and greet character. Yeah. It's a it's a roam around character who will stop for photos, but there's no line and there's no set place they might be. Yeah, like, like there's, there's a general area and then just good luck and then people form crowds and then it's. It's in theory, it's a fun idea. The problem is, in practice, it, it becomes a bit of a mess. And you know, as a former character, attendant, it's always a bit of a nightmare. So, yeah, I mean, I've never yeah. understood why they don't just have like the 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 characters kind of meet over by the entrance, like opposite from where Rise of the Resistance is, because you've got a natural made queue right there in that long winding path. But what do I know? Yeah, the show. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the other big thing that came out of Hollywood Studios that month was uh, Woody's Roundup Barbecue finally opened. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Still, still haven't done it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. It's, cause it, it's the biggest thing is the price tag, which for Disney standards isn't, isn't awful, but for normal standards, 
is very much so for what you're getting. Uh, but I still want to do it. I, I, I hear every. I shouldn't say everyone, but almost everyone has done it, uh, has found things they've liked uh, food-wise, and they're just like, okay, great, you get like two, three sides, and then they do the whole show element of uh, the, the Andes coming, yep. where everyone has to freeze. And it's, you'd think it's stupid, but every time I see a new video of it, it's, it's I don't know, seems to work. Everyone seems to be into it, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. I think the big issue that I've kind of seen with the Roundup Barbecue really does come down to like the actual value of it more than anything else. Right. Because yeah. as you've mentioned, like it's not a terrible price point for Disney standards, but the big issue that I've seen is that like there are other themed dining experiences at Disney which seem to be worth a better price. And yes, like yeah. even even within Hollywood Studios, you've got the example of say like the Sci-Fi Dine and Theater, which like is not known for having good food. You know what I mean? Like Sci-Fi Dine and right, Theater, is right? Right. And I'm glad you come out and said that first and foremost because somebody would have flambéed us. It's like you can't be serious. You're not going to Sci-Fi for food. Well, yeah, but I enjoy the food when I'm at Sci-Fi. Right. That's what I mean. That's... Like it's literally like. <laughs> I, I don't go to sci-fi and I'm like, damn, like this burger's really hitting the spot. Although, admittedly, their milkshakes it's, are it's, kind it's, of fire. Their you know what? Always been I mean, good. I do. I, again, I, I enjoy the sci-fi dining, but I, I think we'd be somebody would have been like, you can't say you go there for the food. But I, I've never gone there and been like, it was great, but the food sucked. That's never. That's never been a thought I've had there. Yeah. So. Like, so I think that I think that's the main issue that like people have been kind of running into, especially not for nothing, but at Hollywood Studios, which has more themed dining areas than any other park. That's I mean, you've probably got, true. You've got Mama Melrose's. You've got um, the '50s Primetime Cafe. It's you've got Sci-Fi Dining. Then and even and then, if you, you want to go something with a similar price point as uh, Woody's Brown Barbecue, uh, the Hollywood Brown Derby. Yeah, like, like you have it's not far this, off. Right, you have all of these incredible themed dining areas. So then the Roundup Barbecue kind of winds up just being not as impressive compared to whatever else they have on display. And not for nothing, there's also a character dining. Yeah. At, at Hollywood Studios that is not Roundup Barbecue. Yeah. So, so it's it's just, it, I've heard I've heard good things about the actual like experience of it, but I've also mm -hmm. heard a lot of people say it's one of those things where you do it once and you don't really have a reason to go back to it. Okay. Uh, kind of okay. like how, like Space 220, for example. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. I've been to Space 220. It's a really, really incredible experience the first time you go. And as much as I absolutely love space and space-themed things, I've never had any interest in going back there again. Right, and that's why I'm not in a rush to go there in the first place. Yeah, like, now, they are getting around that. Complete side note, they are getting around that because they're now changing the menu so that it will it will see, it's going to change every three I, or four I've months. I've heard. So I it's heard, going to seasonally yeah. reflect new things, which I think will actually be pretty cool to kind of like drive more people to go there because it really is a cool experience. Well, I also, just, Epcot, Epcot itself is becoming a seasonal park. It changes with the seasons constantly. Yes. Right now, so you might as well. <laughs> yes, the Festival of the Arts. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> we should probably continue on. Yes, because circle back there. there. Yeah. Woody's it, it opened, opened up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in March, uh, Universal's uh, nighttime water show finally ended. Um, yeah. Which they are, they are a... working on a replacement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's all that we know about it. That, that, again, <laughs> classic, classic Universal. They announced this closure literally a week before it closed. 
and the reaction was, wait, why? And they're like, because we're going to bring something else. And it's like, yeah. well, when? And it was like, uh, stop asking questions. Yeah. Um, and then the, but it's, it's because this went away that we didn't get a, a nighttime show in the lagoon for Halloween Horror Nights because yes. the infrastructure wasn't there. Yes. So, they, were, they were working on something new then. Uh, they just... So we're recording this in, in January of 2024. And as of, I think, like January 10th or 11th, They've started doing like full scale testing of the show. Well, that's good. So no one, again, no one is really sure what it is that they're doing with it. But it, I mean, it's going to be pretty cool. Like I'm pretty confident it's going to be cool. Universal's yes, I... water shows have always kind of like done better than something like say Fantasmic, which I know is going to be a hot take that I'm probably going to get in trouble for. But uh, like, yeah, you probably are. are. Uh, but, well, like, I say, I'll say this: they they've been that way since. Uh, Maybe around 2012, because before that it was it was always a they couldn't figure out how to do a nighttime show, and then in the vein of World of Color in the last couple of years they they figured out what to do and the show's taken up it's taken a couple different themes or changes over the last uh, was it 10 12 years, but otherwise it's it, well, it was a great it was a great show. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what this next one will be. Well. Uh, before we transition to April, there are two things that I want to mention, which is, uh, one, the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration after a year and a half finally ended. Yep. It ended when they turned 51 and a half. Yeah. Uh, which again, I, you know, there, there were a lot of people when they first announced that it was going to be running for 18 months that they're like, oh, well, that's stupid. Like the park's only open for like 50 years. No, no. See, they're, I get why they're doing it because like it's just there's going to be a shitload of people that are coming in that like have never experienced the park during the 50th anniversary, so like why not spread it out? But, right, and I think I think, I think the, the 25th anniversary was a 16 month celebration that started well before it turned 25, yeah. and then still lasts another calendar year. Uh, this one, thanks to the pandemic, they had to push back the start to the actual 50th birthday, and then. When it lasted a year and a half, towards the end there, it kind of felt a little exhausted for us. But you're yeah. right, there were, some people, there were people who didn't get a chance to come to it when they could have. And 2023 was the year of, um, well, I guess 2022 was the year of revenge travel. So everyone from the pandemic was finally like, I got to get out of here, I got to go places. And 2023 was the the end of it. It gracefully died off and it almost coincided with the end of the 50th, truthfully. Yeah, so... That kind of set the stage for uh, April. Now, there's one thing I wanted to mention about the end of March going into April, because the the first big thing that happened in April was that Tron finally opened. Uh, now, yes, officially. I think I, I think I mentioned ages ago when we did our Tron episode that I actually had the 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 fortune of being able to attend the opening preview because I work for the company that sponsors the ride so i was able to kind yep. of get incredibly early like media preview access to the tron coaster um and uh even back then when i first wrote it i wasn't super duper impressed with it and it seems like by and large that most guests aren't impressed with it either <laughs> uh, the general the general consensus is wow this is really cool also it's short I've kind of backed off of that a little bit because I can I can't admit there's some rides I like that are also like Rocket Roller Coaster I believe is a similar show length, which is shocking yeah, when you think about it. 
Um, so at least I can do that. But I mean, it's it's a unique ride experience. It's an incredible aesthetic. Yes. But the the backflips you have to go through in order to experience it are they worth it? I don't know. I, I was recently there at the end of December with my family, and even though we got a virtual queue, even though we got in line when a virtual queue was called. We still waited an hour to get on this ride. And I the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, I, I never want to do this again. Like, I don't want to wait an hour for this ride. Right. And it's really incredible, too, because, like, you look at something like, say, Guardians, which the longest I've ever waited in the Guardians queue has been, like, 35 minutes at most. If that. Yeah, right. exactly. That moves very well. And I was I was honestly shocked. Um, I'll see. Now that I've been on the ride, uh, Tron, now that I've been on the Tron roller coaster number of times now both the daytime and a couple times at night now and night is the superior version that's that goes without saying um once i did the night one i was like okay this is this is pretty cool if this is your first introduction to this ride then you're getting it exactly how it should be and it it was it was good it was good i liked it a lot better especially now that i know what to expect of this ride you can start to like look ahead in the tracks and like kind of like bob and weave the way you should when you're on uh, uh i'm gonna say a bobsled but you know a motorcycle things like that you know get into the turns this that and the other and then you know how short it is so now with a reasonable expectation and the proper setting you know what it is a good attraction but for me i i don't want to put in the effort i really don't yeah and that's the other thing too is that i, I think disney is finding that a lot of people don't want to put the effort in because they actually announced that the Tron coaster will be coming off of its virtual queue before Guardians of the Galaxy will be. Which that is an insane, insane thing to think it, about. It really is. Like it's really insane to think about the fact that like the Guardians coaster still routinely every single day manages to get all of its boarding groups filled up. But I've literally gone to Magic Kingdom at like six or seven at night, and I'm still able to get boarding groups for Tron. Like the the demand just isn't there for Tron in the way that it is for Guardians, and I personally think that speaks a lot of volumes about what guest relations are with the Tron coaster compared to Guardians. And possibly, I don't think, I don't um, think you're going to find a single person out there that's going to disagree with saying that Tron is a is a better coaster than Guardians because like. Guardians is just an inherently better ride in just about every conceivable. Oh, it, it's it's a top tier attraction right. in all of Orlando and possibly anything I've ever experienced. Um, uh, but I will say, Guardians has rewritability more so than Tron does. Yeah. So there's that. Like the musical selections alone, lets you to be like, ah, oh, shoot, I want to get this one. I want to get this one. Tron, you do it once, and spoiler alert, blue team wins. But you're always going to be blue team, and you're always going to beat the orange team. And nothing changes, and there's no consequence. So you do it once or twice, you got it. You get it. But, like, yeah, Guardians has that rewritability factor to it. So. Yeah. So uh, getting off of the, uh, the, the, big, the big final opening of Tron, there were also a couple of other really significant things that happened in April of last year. Uh, so Enchantment and Harmonious, which was the Magic Kingdom and Epcot shows respectively, both ended. Yeah. Um, and much to the very happy, happy, joyful expressions of everyone, Happily Ever After came back at Magic Kingdom, and sure. much to the middling surprise of no one, uh, Epcot Forever came back to Epcot. <laughs> Epcot Forever is the equivalent to me dancing to stall time on this podcast. It's, it's, that's as, 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 as entertaining as it could be, nobody really needs it. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh even even to this day they uh I think the the new show actually mm-hmm. just opened like a week yes, ago. Yes, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. It's yeah. in December's uh but yeah. So Harmonious, the show that was uh riddled with uh, you know what uh, it was not a terrible show. I, the first time I watched it I was like how long is this show? The next time I was like all right, I know what I'm getting into. That's fine. And by the third time, especially with the new Magic Bands, you know, the way they can just like light up and do their things while the show's going on, I was like yeah, this is kind of cool. I can get it behind this. And the music was all right. The problem is in the daytime everybody hated the barges. Everybody hated them. Yep. And you know what? Uh, the things they said they do to cover them up, they just never got to because I think they realized they fucked up. Um, also, the festival center building that they were going to put in the community core section had a third floor lounge for viewing of the the nighttime show, and it was supposed like the show was designed to be watched from there, so that people who bought um, uh, convention people or wedding party people or things like that, people who bought that space would be able to enjoy the show at its peak, at the way it was supposed to be watched. So, since there is no third floor building, the show can't be watched the way somebody intended it to if you paid a price. And it was pretty much the death knell of the show once that building wasn't constructed. So you had a show that they invested heavily in to be the future of Epcot, to have a, a, a buy-in section to, and then it just... It never could be what it should be. So, yeah, and then, oh, so it had to go eventually. And I'm, that one, I was a little, I was a little sad as you go, because I just got warmed up to it and be like, it's not bad. It's really not bad. Yeah, It's like, quirky, but it's not bad. Yeah, Harmonious, <laughs> Harmonious definitely wasn't a bad show. Disney Enchantment, on the other hand, oh my god. That's that's one I never stood to watch. Uh, it went on two or three times while I was in the park, and just the soundtrack selection alone, I was like, that's interesting. Um, the last time I rode Splash Mountain at night was during Enchantment, uh, and you know that was. I think I made the right decision on that day by going on the ride instead of watching the fireworks. My my whole thing about Disney Enchantment that I feel like was kind of reflected by a lot of other folks is that Disney Enchantment is the kind of show that you are not expected to go along with, but more that it's directed at you. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, Happily Ever After, right? You've got this phenomenal soundtrack, like, it's all these hits, you've got this really cool visual, everything blends together seamlessly, it's just a good, it's just a damn good show. Whereas Disney Enchantment is literally like, and now you are the magic. And then it's like, here's a, here's a, a three-minute section of a, of the songs, and and then there's like the, another like minute and a half where it's like, and that's why every person dreams, and that's why you are the magic. <laughs> it's uh, it's like please. I mean, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> was this was this designed to be like the fiftieth celebration fireworks show? Okay, or was that something else? It was, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't nothing. executed well at all because. When right, this went through a change months after it debuted because it didn't even reflect 50 years of Magic Kingdom. Yes, so one of the the first criticisms that people had about uh, Disney Enchantment is the fact that for a show that was openly billed as being the 50th anniversary celebration of Disney World, it didn't mention Disney World at all. So, yeah, so unlike, unlike the Disneyland, uh, what was it, the 50th or 60th? It was one of the two where it's 
I watched it on YouTube. It's actually an incredible show of like what it is, and like it, it talks about rides and it takes show elements and songs and things like that. And it is Disneyland, the fireworks show. And like, yeah. I thought we'd get something like that for here, and when we didn't, it was a shocker to everyone. No, like literally. So one of the one of the first things that they added to Disney Enchantment was like the the footage from the 1965 um, Epcot film where Walt is like, and here in Florida, like, we'll have all the blessings of size and space to do all the things that we... Oh, right, like, yes. The show did I, I have that. seen that visual of his yeah. projection of Walt holding his, you know, six-foot-long cane, white, you know, whatever, as he right. points like, up the maps and things. It's like, oh, yeah, that. Like, they had... The they reason had, we're here. Yeah. They had a 50th anniversary show for the park that you were standing in that had absolutely nothing to do with the park that you were standing in. There was no mention of any of the rides. There was no mention of any of the, of, of the history of the park. There was no mention of any previous attractions. It was literally all just like, you are the magic. And here is a selection of Disney Top 40 songs. And, and they were all split up where like happily ever after has this this continuous like this flow this structure like everything moves it makes sense the show is literally grouped into different sections of musicality that are mm-hmm. defined by the songs within them like there's themes to the entire thing and granted yeah. it's like a it's like a rehash of a show that they debuted in what was it, Hong Kong or, or Paris like one of the other parks that's it's essentially just like a continuation of that show but it, it works. Like happily ever after is an incredible show. You like I could literally go to Magic Kingdom and like see. You can see physically the crowd difference size between what it was like when Enchantment was running versus what it was like when Happily Ever After was running. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. like there was a literal physical difference in the amount of people. I remember during Disney Enchantment, you could walk through the hub, like you could just do that. That was a thing that you could just do, and happily ever after, for obvious reasons, you can't. Like it's just it's yeah. it's not possible. But yeah. like, but like Disney Enchantment was like was just regarded so poorly that like they didn't really have anything to do with what they could actually like go off with a performance. So when happily ever after came back, people lost their minds. Oh, yeah, people and lost it. It's almost incredible to think that Happily Ever After has this much fanfare after only being in the parks for a handful of years now. I yeah. think 2018 is when it debuted. Which, again, I still think that it's a better show than Wishes ever was. I think people just watched Wishes for 20 years and were like, oh, it's a classic show, you know? <laughs> Possibly. But, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, we'll stop soapboxing about that. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. Enchantment's dead. dead. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, Harmonious, uh, dead. It's, it's gone. gone. Yes, um, uh, the the dragon from Fantasy of Fantasyful. F- uh, f- f- fantasy, wow, Festival of Fantasy? No, no. Fantastic. Gone. Well, oh, no. He's not, he's not blowing fire right now. Yes, um, so... Uh, <laughs> because, because his cousin kind of uh, screwed things up for everybody else. Yeah, so... Famously, uh, during a nighttime performance of Fantasmic, the dragon caught on fire. In, Dis- in Disneyland. Yes. Yes, the, the dragon, dragon caught fire, and watching the videos of it, I'm shocked at everyone else there, because I I was like, oh shit, uh, they're not going to be able to put that out. They should probably start clearing the area, because like, how do you think that fire is lit? <laughs> yeah. Like, once, once, it, once that fire burns off the dragon and hits the line, there will be explosions. And yes. sure enough, you watch it, and it happens, and nobody is running yet. And I'm like, oh, you guys are morons. Get out of there. 
Uh, granted, it's across the lake on an island, but like debris? Does that mean nothing to you? Anyway. So yes, the Phantasmic Dragon in Disneyland, the one that they've been bragging about for years, the one that we don't have out here, caught fire, burned itself to death, and the show will not be the same. Yes, whenever it comes back. Correct me if I'm wrong, was that not also the same month that the one at Festival of Fantasy also caught on fire? No, not even the same year. That was a couple years back. Oh, that was a couple... Okay, so... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Disneyland laughed at us when ours caught fire, but guess what? It's still in the parade. You don't even have a Fantasmic anymore. Dead. Gone. But anyway, once that one caught fire, they stopped the fire effect during the parade out here. And they even briefly stopped the fire effect for our Fantasmic show. I'm not sure. I think it's back by now. But. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen Fantasmic since they bought it back. So fair enough. But oh my gosh, it was it was quite something to see, and I included it here only because it was a notable story. Uh, there's a couple other notable things here that we could skip, we could get to, um, but it's mostly just um, guests being guests. We'll say. But uh, yeah, we'll keep yeah, going. Well, what else is new, right? So. Yeah. Now we're on to May. May, I think, was kind of an interesting month. <laughs> um, uh, just to, to say the least. Yeah, so uh, for months and months, um, Disney had been working on securing property near uh, Lake Nona here in Florida with the eventual idea of moving all of their headquarters and like business administration. Moving, yes, moving a good portion of Imagineering and... Uh, parks and resorts to the Central Florida area, which makes sense on paper. Yes, and uh, was basically all set to go through um, until... There, well, uh, there were actual... There were heads of departments who already had moved here yeah. to get ready for this move. Now, ultimately, Disney wound up canceling this because of... Uh, I'm going to say this in the most egalitarian way possible. Um, our shitheaded uh, I'll governor... Say- Okay, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say logistically um, differences of opinion. Yeah. Um, no, yes. our shitheaded governor. It was um, yes, Ron DeSantis. Uh, well, okay. First, Bob Chapek. This goes all the way back to Bob Chapek, the previous CEO from 2022, when he decided to criticize Florida's bills of the what we famously call the "Don't Say Gay" act and things like that. When he criticized Ron DeSantis publicly. Then Ron DeSantis decided to go after Disney, and by like, doing like a petty child, yeah. And I mean, I'll just not to get too far into politics, but I grew growing up in a Republican house, and I had you know in, in the state of Florida, and I have some relatives who were like, "Ron, you can't do that. You can't go after private business." <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, so and and this the whole Lake Nona thing actually has a lot to do with the current case because when. Yes. Disney was asked why they were suddenly canceling this project that they had already invested millions of dollars into. Like, keep uh-huh. in mind, they'd already bought all of the land. They'd already hired all of the contractors to, like, actually go out and, like, build the area and make it look nice and, like, build the mm-hmm. homes for people that were moving there. And Disney was literally just like, yeah, we don't know if we have, like, an economic future in this state because, like, the well, current government is openly hostile to us. That's, and, yeah, uh, that's what it came down to. It was, yeah, well, Disney's not going to leave, and I'll take away their Reed Creek district just to show them. Yeah, and then Disney said, well, we're not going to invest our corporate headquarters over there, or a fraction of our corporate headquarters over there, uh, because we're not sure what kind of what we're walking into. So yep. it was an interesting uh, game of 
it shouldn't have gotten political and then it did get political and then once it gets political well you're going after a private business which has now decided to not invest more into your state and that's like well that's what happens the orlando the orlando sentinel actually ran a report where they estimated that by not moving their headquarters to lake nona they probably cost the state around 500 to 600 million dollars in additional revenue over the course of five years well, well, that's that's a staggering amount of money that could have yeah, been used to yeah. support this area. But here, no, yeah. you know, here we go. I guess you know, like, well, well I mean, we, we can, can say all that, that but here's the other side of it too. Even before Ron DeSantis, or even before Chapek and DeSantis went after each other, Imagineers didn't want to move. Yep. So this was an idea that was given to them that was already going, that was already being met with a whole bunch of people digging in their heels and resisting. And basically being like, I'm not going to volunteer for this. You need to tell me to do this and then compensate me once you do. So there's there's plenty of resistance from internally from Disney to get go. So this was just another great reason for them not to go through it. Yeah. So Rob Santis is going to get a lot of the blame, but at the end of the day, nobody wanted to do it. Yes. Although I do think that it, I I do think that Disney had plans to compensate the Imagineers accordingly. Which yes, and in, in fact, fact yeah. that already had begun. It was So this thing was going to go through, so kicking and screaming, they would have been dragged along, uh, and they would have been compensated because, like, these are these are better employees, I think is the best way to say that. Yeah. These aren't frontline people. These aren't folks just coming in for minimum wage. These are people... These are skilled laborers who are also making decisions. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, it would have gone through yeah. regardless. But I, I, you know, personally, although they were upset about the, the having mm-hmm. to move part, it, it really did come down to because, like, Disney explicitly stated that was the reasoning why. Like, it, they were literally it, just yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was a good reason to pull out, and that's why they did it. So, yeah, they're yep. like, like we, we just, we just, we are in an area where the state government is openly hostile to our business interests and it's just disney like universal is literally just chugging along with the production of epic universe because well, you know yeah. they, they didn't... Well, so the ceo of nbc didn't say anything because the ceo of nbc got into his own trouble which nobody cares about because it's nbc yep so, <laughs> but anyway so it's that easy <laughs> yeah so um so, moving yeah. on from that um in may there was um a very sad thing that happened um, Poseidon's Fury unexpectedly was announced to be closing down by the end of the month. Yeah, and, that uh, move really, really came, came out of nowhere and really, it was shocking really because like, it just had a lengthy refurbishment not less than a year before. Like yes. it was... Huh. Which, now, here's the thing, okay? I was not the biggest fan of Poseidon's Fury. I know oh, that there's wasn't all your must do's. No, I, I know, there, and there are, there are a lot of people that really, really enjoyed Poseidon's Fury, and I do know people that actually worked like in Poseidon's Fury as like their actual job. So, if, I mean, obviously, I felt really terrible for them when Universal basically announced at the beginning of the month they're like, "Hey, by the way, like in 30 days, this won't be here anymore." Like, yeah, it's just, it was it was sudden, yeah. uh, very extremely sudden. Now, Universal, to their credit, did manage to basically move everyone around that was already working in that performance group. Again, because I, I know people which, that work which in that will group. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but even so, I, I think Poseidon's Fury closing, uh, I think it took basically everyone by surprise. Uh, now, we are, what, uh, seven months later? It's it's now January. Uh, of course, the rumor mill is going crazy. Oh, yeah, uh, they still, they still haven't announced what's going, going there. In fact, all of Lost Continent, is there's no attraction. Yes. Well, there's, there's no, no attraction. There's the just the restaurant mythos uh, and a couple of quick service. You mean the number one theme park restaurant, according to Theme Park Insider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at <laughs> least, at least in 2009, and possibly beyond. Anyway, so uh, the there's nothing there. Crazy. And of course, I, yeah. You, what, what's your what's your favorite one so far? Well, go for it. And you know what's funny, Rob? I think we did an episode uh, last year when they first announced that it was closing. And I remember saying at the time, I was like, I think they're going to put a Legend of Zelda-themed area in there so that they have a connection to Epic Universe. Now, at the time of this recording, it's January 2024, this news just broke maybe two or three days ago, but Universal apparently filed a new patent system describing an adventure-based roller coaster to be placed inside the Poseidon's Fury building. And the the rumor mill was going nuts already, but the new patents explicitly state that they are working with Nintendo of America on this new design. Now, granted, mm. that could mean literally anything. It could mean it that. could it could mean. Uh, I was talking to uh, a, I, know, I shouldn't say friend, acquaintance of mine. That's yes. probably more accurate. <laughs> who who is working on this project? Who literally can't tell us anything. Can't tell us anything. But all they said was. It's the most excited they've ever been to work on any project at Universal. Yes. Um, I, I think it's going to be a Legend of Zelda theme coaster, or or it's going to function as the sort of, quote-unquote, Hogwarts Express of the Nintendo-themed areas to get mm -hmm. you between the Islands of Adventure Park over to Epic Universe and vice versa. Okay. Well, I'm not sure how that would work logistically, and granted, we don't know anything, and we won't know anything for a long time. Like they, so they, they, they did. We do know that they did originally have proposals to create a um, <clears throat> quote-unquote flu network to connect. Oh, the, sure, the Ministry of Magic to um, yes, something. to to Islands of Adventure. Yeah. But who, I mean, who knows? We're, we're still a year and a half away from the opening of Epic Universe, and a lot can change between now and then. It would not surprise me if that's a route that they chose to take. It would also not surprise me if that's a route that they chose not to take. <laughs> so, oh, completely. completely. In fact, I yeah. think it'd be crazy to try that, but that's just me. But it's also have ambition. Yes, you also don't have, uh, what's it, uh, $18 billion, I think, was the total... No, I only have seventeen. Yeah, so like I want to oh. emphasize again for for those of you that like don't know, like when they build Epic Universe, they are literally constructing an entire new road network and train station just to account for how many people are going to be going to this thing. Like, oh. it's it's really kind of insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow. So yeah, uh, so Poseidon's Fury closing was like a big. Big right. thing, uh, um, and uh, obviously thing, no one no one really knows what's going to replace it just yet. No. So besides Fury, uh, let's see. La final thoughts on that. Uh, it had a cool vortex water tunnel. That, that was, was the, the highlight. highlight. Yeah, pretty much. It was the highlight of the thing. 
Um, the show went through a change from its opening day show in 1998, maybe nine, 1999, we'll say. Yeah, nine, 1999. It went through an update in 2001, which was the show that remained until last year. Um, that's all I got for it, really. Like, it was, it was a walking thing you did because you wanted air conditioning, not because you thought uh, Darkanon was terrible and Poseidon needed to defeat him. We are victorious. <laughs> you are beaten, Darkanon! It, it is done. Oh, my God. It really was not a great show, but for some reason, I, I probably did well, it, was, it. It was cheesy, you know? It was just a cheesy oh. show. Easy as hell, but I yeah, probably did it once every two years or so. Mainly for the Vortex Tunnel. Poss- yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Which so, was made by just putting fire hoses at the bottom of the thing and just blasting water in a tunnel. Yeah. Makes sense. Now, there was one other pretty significant announcement that happened in May. So before we continue onwards to June, I will also mention that uh, I stand exonerated. I predicted years ago that the Galactic Star Cruiser would be open at best for a year to a year and a half. And in May of last year, they announced that the Galactic Star Cruiser was going to be having its last voyage in September of 2023. And I'm just saying, I I love Star Wars, but I, I, I said it, it's recorded, it's on there. I said this was going to happen, and here we are. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think I've got this later on too, but... Uh, it was clearly limping throughout the spring of 2023. Uh, 2023. There was cast member discounts abundant. There were pass holder discounts finally, but even so, it was still still a heavy chunk of change. And then the announcement came in, and then from that announcement to the day it closed, uh, every cruise was sold out instantly. Yep. So, so maybe that's all they needed to do was close. Maybe. <laughs> and nobody knows what they're doing with it yet. Although... Josh Diamaro did mention that they have plans. So yes, and loosely what I've been hearing, and again, this is very rumor, rumor. Um, based on the interest, because the original plan was going to be strip the building and sell the assets and immediately depreciate it. That was the plan initially. But thanks to the surge it had in the summer of popularity, and the, they know the product can work. It's just the price that was the issue. And so what they need, what they're going to figure out is, are they just going to plug in a new adventure and then just keep doing that? Or are they going to change the length of stays? So maybe it's not a three-day thing everybody has to do, like a cruise ship and get off. Maybe it is more like an actual hotel that just keeps rotating. So it's going to go through, I don't think it's dead completely. But the version we knew, we heard it as, we saw it reported as, that is gone. That will not be coming back. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do moving forward. I, I think it's just going to become a normal hotel. I think that's the only logical way that they can recoup their losses at all and still provide like a quality service. But regardless, um, that was May. Um, so they had until September to, to really kind of get things done. In yep. June... Nothing of particular importance happened in any of the Disney parks, um, but in Universal, they had yeah. the 30th anniversary Jurassic Park tribute store open, which fucking rocked. Yeah, and I it wasn't was so really included. Cool. I don't often like include tribute stores to like these lists, but 
because they moved the tribute store to California, and because it was just, yeah, it was something something neat. I was it like, because oh, they it was so good. Because they kept saying, it's like, oh, it's going to be Jurassic June. But like, we've been through years before where they say, well, the theme of this year is this. And okay, cool. Here's a, here's a button you can wear. And don't forget um, that new dessert over at that one kiosk. Buy the t-shirt. But this was actually really well done from the, um, the store that had uh, the T-Rex you could sit next to on yes. the toilet. The Velociraptors. And they had a gigantic trike out front. There. Yeah. Oh, yes. They, which the actual screen used Triceratops, um, which is over at Give Kids the World for the yes. most part. But they got it loaned to them for the summer. And uh, yep, the Triceratops out front. Uh, they had a room that was all about the actual creation of the dinosaurs, which was just yes, so yeah. damn cool. Like they had the actual maquettes in there from yes. the original, like scanning oh. and uh, when they were going to do claymation, but then they decided not to. Uh, it was it was so cool. Just to walk. it was like a living museum slash store. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was its own attraction. So I thought it worthy to include here. And we'll see what's going forward with the tribute stores. Um, I don't know where the Mardi Gras store is going to be. Oh, so the, I actually do know where it's going to be because they just they just announced it. Um, okay. So this one is actually going over to the California section. So oh, okay. the plan the plan that Universal now has for their tribute stores is that essentially they're going to have the stores rotate between the New York and the California sections, so that every like there's there's only ever going to be like a downtime of like maybe a month between each seasonal storefront okay but they also yeah, said because... that they, they they plan on having a summer tribute store every year for now on because the oh. last ones that they've had have been so successful because they had the jurassic park one this year last year they had the 1980s like the movies movie theater, yeah which was yeah so which was, fucking cool that was really cool oh, and the year before God. that was the uh the velocicoaster type yes which was so they, damn cool Universal. So, Listen, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I've, I think Universal is kind of doing a better job at basically everything theme parks this past decade than Disney has been. And granted, granted, uh, we've talked about this before, but Universal has like you know the backing of a trillion dollar company behind it, where Disney does not. So like I, you know, yep. I do have to do have to kind of. It's, it's the, the toy, toy of the NBC Universal. Yes company yes. and not like 33 percent of their <laughs> necessary <laughs> revenue yeah like they definitely they definitely uh can can afford to throw money at things even if it doesn't work because they yep. they can afford to whereas yep. disney cannot um, but they can uh, close something in two weeks because they don't need to have people coming in to say goodbye to it they can right. just strip right. it away and then just start new immediately but yeah uh, pretty, pretty good. But this summer was basically devoid of news otherwise, so I thought to include it. Yeah, I mean, July, literally, I, to the best of my knowledge, and even according to the list that you have in front of me, nothing happened in July. There was no I did my best. Yeah, there were no announcements yeah. or anything like that. Um, yep. Universal did um, unofficially begin like the full makeover of what the front area of the park at Universal Studios would look oh, like. Yep. So We've in August that. we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, so in August they officially unveiled that um after months of speculation and uh I say months of speculation, but it was really more like after like a month and a half, they had completely revamped the entire front area of the park to be a minions themed area. And it was 
it very it was very obvious that that's how this was going to work because one universal accidentally announced it a month and a half early on their social media I so, remember that. so that was a thing um but also too uh when they ripped down the old monsters cafe um the uh there was a storm and uh people all over social media got uh pictures of the minions cafe sign because it mm-hmm. was just out on display. You could literally just walk past and see it. Yes, so, they had, had to take away some construction walls because yeah, of an incoming hurricane. And when that happens, uh, we've, discovered, we've discovered this years ago, when that happens, you can just see theme park secrets right out in the open. Yep. It's kind of strange. Yeah, so after uh, after <laughs> like two months of speculation and very obvious signs that a Minion-themed thing was going to be built there, they opened up Minion's Land. Um, I haven't actually eaten in the Minions Cafe yet. It is on my list oh, of really? places to go to. Yeah, you oh, know, wow. when, my, when my dad when my dad was visiting in December, he's a huge like Minions fan. So mm-hmm. I told him that we should go eat there, but we just never got around to it. So it is on my list it's, of things to go to do. It's, it's a, a different style of restaurant. Um, uh, where they want you to sit down at the table and order off the app. Yeah, that's what, that's what they would like you to do. They do have some cash uh, registers off to the side for people who only carry cash. But for the most part, it's sit at the table and then use our app to order the food and we'll, we'll get it to you. Don't worry. And each room is, you know, got its own little theme to it, um, similar to what the Monsters Cafe was. Like, the, if you can imagine the building, it's the same building. It's just some walls. Some walls are different. There, There's a bunch of effects. Like, it's... I didn't do as much exploring as I like to, because um, every time I've been there, I've been with somebody else who's had an objective. They want to get stuff done. And for like me, if I just want to dick around and do stuff, uh, when I, you know, I got my little cane, so when I wander around, people just assume I'm lost. Uh, when sometimes I just, I just want to look around. Just, just, I can't just sit at my table and scan a restaurant. Let me take a walk. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I do, someone's like, "Can I help you?" I was like, no, "Probably not." <laughs> no, no, I'm, like, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So Minions Cafe opened. Uh, the other big yeah. thing. And, oh, and the food. I have not had any bad food there. The food I was gonna say, yeah, I, I have heard good things yeah. about the food there. So right. Uh, and you don't need to get banana beer. It comes in a can. You don't need it. Yes. Um. They do have a banana flavored popcorn stand that you yes. can go to. That's right out front. They've got the Bank of Evil. Uh. They have. Mm-hmm. A cupcake and sweet shop that's on the corner, and they've got like a fake my day. And honestly, like, you know, despite the fact that minions are basically a meme at this point, like they really did do a decent job in making this look. Oh yes, not terrible. Um, I was shocked because when they first said like, "Oh, it's gonna be a minions cafe, a minions land," I was like, "Oh god, Uh, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna just do chicken tenders and call them something different. Or, but no, they actually, minion tenders. Oh, you're just going to have tater tots and call them minions. And, and they did, but they're different. Uh, so no, they took this entire land and they added they added the little shops. They added this, that. So they took existing space and made it better, which, wow, good job. Yeah. And then um, they also had uh, Villain Con Minion Blast, which was like the new sort of Ride. Attraction. New yeah. attraction. I hesitate re- to call it a ride. It replaced the building that was once Shrek 4D. That was once Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably do an episode on Minion Blast at some point because it's definitely an interesting ride experience. I have yet to do it. It's um, 
Yeah, it, yeah, it that's takes the thing. The, yeah, it it takes the yeah. worst parts of Midway Mania and makes it an entire ride. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, do an episode. Basically, on it. every time I've tried to do it because I can't, I that's something I probably shouldn't do by myself. So every time I've tried to do it with people who've already done before, none of them want to do it. So that's told me all I need to know. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get, get to it eventually. It's one of those rare experiences where the queue is kind of better than the actual ride experience. Rare? So, you, you mean a Universal attraction? Yeah, that was a Universal Studios attraction. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was August. So now we're getting into the later half of the year. Um, a lot of smaller interstitial things kind of happened here. There were nothing like nothing big. Um, no, although no. in September, there was one big thing, which uh, when. Figment first started doing his meet and greet in September. Uh, yes. There were articles written about how there were people waiting literally six to seven hours in line to go meet him. Right. These which, people. Um, Christ, guys. Like, come on now. Zero chill. Zero. Like, because, Mike, have you been there recently? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how long was the line that you saw? Um, well, I didn't see a line at all, actually. That's right. That's, That's right. right. There was no line. So the thing oh that he agreed come out, came out with a bang and then immediately became a whimper. <laughs> but there were other more exciting things happening in uh, Disney mean, it's, parks it's, during September. It's good that Figment is there, but the initial surge is not a reflection of the um, momentum of the com- momentum of the fan base. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, now, in September, for the first time since 1996... Uh, Disney was forced to shut down a portion of the Magic Kingdom because a bear was loose in the park. Yes. <laughs> and, and we say loose very loosely, but like there was a bear on the he premises of the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Near Frontierland. Uh, near Frontierland. So to all the jokes. Yeah, I mean, famously, like you can you can drive around like you can take like the Liberty Bell and go around Thompson Island and you'll you'll see like there are like deer there. Like there are actual like animals that like live in this area, because, like, that section of the park doesn't really have, not like, a not berm. Just the robots. Yeah. yeah, like, they're, they're, that, that area of the park doesn't really have, like, a berm that, like, separates it like the rest of the park does. So, like, animals can and do just, like, wander in there. And, uh, yeah, we, we got a bear, so that was... A, yeah, a, a black bear, which are native to Florida. That surprised some folks, where they're like, there's no bears in Florida. No, 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 we, we do have black bears, but, like... You know, they're few and far between. I think it's just a couple thousand tops, and it's mostly north and central Florida. Yeah, uh, and they're easily they're they're not really a danger. No, they're very startled. If it's yeah. black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. Lie if it's down. grizzly, then if, if it's, it's white, weird, good night. Yeah, yeah, like you're not having a good time. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, um, it was, yeah, so it, that was the thing. Yeah. Just a brief shutdown, a couple of hours. Yeah, uh, everybody lost their mind. Everybody made jokes about the country bears. Yep. Um, and then he was, he was captured and released. Yeah. So no harm, no foul, but definitely notable. Uh, obviously at the end of September, uh, Galactic Star Cruiser had its final journey and it has been closed ever since with, uh, no idea as to what they're putting there. So that was September. Um, also at the end of August and the beginning of September, um, Halloween Horror Nights 32 started, which is the longest Halloween Horror Nights that they've ever done. So we far. we already did an episode on it, and yep. uh, I think uh, really. I think both of our impressions this year were really good, with the exception of 
a few incredibly notable duds, <laughs> Chucky. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, was it was a good year, but we've had, had better years. Yeah, we've definitely had that's better years. That's where it's that's that's going. going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now we're going into October. We're getting closer to the end of the year. Um, there was a uh, there was the notable things that happened in that month. We'll start with uh, one of the one that generated a significant amount of media attention, which would be usurped by something even crazier in November. Um, but in October, there was an Epcot guest that um, somehow decided to just jump into the lagoon at Epcot. Yeah, it was over in Italy, which yeah. is the most accessible point to jump into the lagoon, truthfully. He picked a good spot. Um, quite intoxicated fellow. He uh, went near the gondola and then just jumped in and then immediately went up the duck ramp. And thought that would be fine. And uh, no, no, there's multiple angles of multiple... Because he's... He, oh, my God. What an idiot. It's a fun video, but like... Sorry, buddy. Get out of here. Notable just for being stupid. We had a bunch of interesting guests this year, to say the least. Yeah, like I said, the one in November. Um, so Yeah, that one's going to stick with us for a little while. Yeah. Uh, now, in October... We also got uh, the Moana Journey of Water attraction, the walkthrough attraction yep. at Epcot, finally opened. opened. Yeah, yep. and, and Moana uh, herself meeting and greeting right next door. Yeah, and uh, you know it's actually kind of cute. Um, oh, good. It's like I a still cool haven't done it yet. It's we'll, we'll have to do it at some point because it's um, it's a cool little walkthrough that talks about the journey of water. Hence the hence the name, uh, and it's uh, it's kind of neat because they cover a lot of like science behind things in like an easily digestible way. In a lot of ways it feels like a classic Epcot edutainment attraction. Okay. Um so I'm here for it. Also like it's just cool. Like there there are a lot of fun things that you can do with like the water. Like you can raise it or lower it or like walk through caves where you don't get wet and it's just it's cool. You know, it's it's, it's some cool little stuff. So okay. that remember everybody was like it's a cool thing and it's interactive. And I went, yeah. Okay, neat. But it started off with a virtual queue and I went I I have no patience for this. Yes, although I think that was the fastest they've ever gotten rid of a virtual queue before because Oh yes, after, it lasted after less than a month. Weeks. Yeah, I think it was yeah, like yeah. two weeks and they're like, Okay, we're done. So yeah. all right. Now we've teased this November. <laughs> um, yes, November. So, before we talk about the crazy park guests, we're going to talk about one other thing really quick. Uh, I okay. actually haven't had the chance to go on Haunted Mansion since this has been put in. Ah, um, but now at Haunted Mansion, uh, the Hatbox Ghost is there. Um, yeah, and I sure. haven't had the chance to see it yet. All right, I'll, I'll take the lead. lead. Okay. Many people here are quite divided because the Hatbox Ghost. Uh, is a Disneyland exclusive thing. Uh, he appears in the attic uh, and after the Axe Bride. Here, uh, he was never in our mansion ever. Uh, part of the lore is that he was in the beginning of the Disneyland one for like uh, weeks, and then he was gone, never to return until Disneyland's like 60th. They brought him back. They finally figured out the effect to make his face vanish and reappear as Hatbox, hence Hatbox Ghost. Here... They didn't put him in the attic because they said there wasn't enough space. I I don't... Okay. Instead, they put him right next to the endless hallway. Interesting. Um, yes. So, like, if you remember the endless hallway, there was a suit of armor to the right, and there was a chair to the left that many people lovingly call the Donald Duck chair. Yep. Um, the Donald Duck chair has been removed. Oh, <gasps> no. Yes, I know. Gasp. Good gasp. 
And instead, the Hatbox Ghost has been put in its place. I hate that. And many, I hate that. Get rid of it. Okay, okay I see there. there. Yeah, many people are upset <laughs> with it because they think, based on the lore of the Haunted Mansion, you don't see an actual ghostly figure until the seance scene of Madame Leota, even though there's a ghost playing a piano and, like, the doors and all that stuff. So, yeah. so some people are saying that. That's their issue. My issue is the effect needs time to work and we go past it so quickly that you'll usually only ever see his face go to the box or his the face go back onto his head it's i feel like we're not spending enough time with it that's my issue with it Gotcha. I feel like I need to reserve judgment before I get the chance to like actually right. talk about it. Right, and that's that's what I was doing. And then you know when I finally got to it, I that my opinion was this isn't going fast enough for me. Uh, his his illusion, the illusion isn't working quick enough for the time we're spending with Michael. Him. Yes, yes, yes. Because at Disneyland, at Disneyland, you see him before you get to him, and then you stick with him. At least it felt much longer. I don't know. I've only ever done it twice. At Disneyland, so I, I just feel like the placement is only a problem based on his visibility. But anyway, that's my biggest opinion because you know, I don't know. Anyway, well, done. hey, I mean, I you know, I, I there's no real way to transition this. Um, so, uh, hang on, hang on, maybe I can do it. Uh, Hey, Mike, can you name another 1960 attraction where people were unhappy to see a new addition stalking the hallways? Oh, you mean It's a Small World, where they were not only stalking the hallways, but also the waterways as well? Yes, that one. Okay, wow, so yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah, Um. okay, so this made national news. Yeah, <laughs> because of how shocking it was. Yeah, Um. so in Disneyland in mm -hmm. November, um, just a mere two months ago, um, some guy, uh, which they have not released any details as to whether or not he was either drunk or on drugs uh -huh. or just had... Yeah, there's uh, been very little follow-up to this, yeah. Um, the, the prevailing theory around the internet is that he had to have been on drugs just because, uh, in of the few videos that you can see of this man, he is not walking straight and, uh, his eyes are not looking good. And so, he's removing all his clothes, which... Yeah, so... In November, in Disneyland, at It's a Small World, uh, families were treated to a rather interesting new real-life animatronic uh, of a naked man wandering through the attraction, <laughs> um, which... Uh, and I, oh, and yeah, I knew it was Disneyland immediately, because unlike the one here, the Disneyland Small World feels like it's right on top of you. Like, there's not a lot of distance between the boat and the sets. So the second I saw it, I went, oh, God, this is Disneyland. Yeah. And then my next thought was, oh, wait, this is Disneyland. All this crazy Florida people, all these weird guests we've been having, they get to have one too. So similarly to the, uh, the Fantasmic Dragon catching fire, I was shocked for a moment and then kind of glad it happened to them. Yeah, so there there are multiple, multiple videos that you can kind of look this up on online if you want to see a scrawny naked dude kind of wandering around a theme park ride. 
As he um, loses less clothes. Yeah, he slowly loses more and more of his clothes as he goes along. But uh-huh. this this poor guy, whatever was going on with him, um, yeah, that's he was the thing. he was ignoring cast members and like wasn't obviously in his right minds. Um, even the uh, even the part at the end when he was um, taken he out of the park away. by security, yeah. they they were literally dragging him through mm-hmm. Main Street, just like fully, completely naked. Like it was very obvious that they were just trying to get him out of there as fast as possible. And no one knows anything else about it. There's really been no follow-up on that since that happened back in November. Uh, but it was particularly noteworthy, so that's why we that, are telling that's you... That's the reason why it's here. Um, I mean, I, in our there hard-hitting was, journalism. Because I mean, we see all the time things on TikTok, people fighting, and, this, and most of it is just, it's not worth putting on a list. But a couple things happened this year, which broke so much news that I just I had to include it. I had it. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. That's why so, so. Uh, yeah. that was November. Um, so now yeah. we're getting into uh, the month of December. A lot of big things happen, particularly at Epcot in December. Universal kind of just had their holiday celebration. There wasn't anything particularly noteworthy about it. Disney obviously yeah. has all the stuff they do for the holidays. Yeah. Um, the uh, I mean, I will admit the uh, the tribute store for Christmas this year was kind of awesome. I never made it over there. Uh, I haven't been back to Universal since early November. All right. Well, we'll have to fix that. But yeah, they had a um, they had a section of it that was um, like dedicated to the Sorting Room from the 2000 uh, Grinch film. Uh, they had a room that was like a gift workshop, which was really cool. Um, and then, of course, Earl the Squirrel had like the back half of the store because he just continues to absolutely dominate the Christmas season. Admittedly, like it, it's it's great. I love it. Like the the. Oh yeah, I heard he. Uh, so. I heard he had a girlfriend this year. He did. Yeah, it was super cute. I did not get the chance to get her name, so I don't. I I, I, I don't know her name either. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to think of a squirrel rhyme. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but Epcot was where the last big big reveals of the year happened. So, after two years of construction, uh, the walls around the area behind Spaceship Earth came down. Mm-hmm. And the new Walt the Dreamer statue was unveiled, and the new central complex for Epcot was revealed, and a lot of people, myself included, immediately pointed out that it looks like um, uh, it looks, looks like, like a, a, a world, world celebration. celebration. No, yeah. no, 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 it's, 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 it's not <laughs> what you think it is. It's uh, yeah. So, uh. um, I, I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I don't think a lot of people on social media have really kind of like talked about this yet. But um, yeah, the new the new area behind Spaceship Earth um, is very um, fertile. Late, it's very yes, it's very fertile. Um, it's very ladylike in a way that I do not think that they intended for it to be. Well, um, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I was talking to someone on a New Year's party, <laughs> and we agreed if you had to pick one thing as the centerpiece to uh, world celebrate, uh, world discovery, and world imagine, what what fits all three of those criteria? And uh, I, I think, think they chose, chose the right thing. thing. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I think that's all that we really can say about that. Um, the uh, well, I mean, because, because we'll, we'll see if it makes any changes throughout the. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apart, apart from, from that, the Walt statue is—it's um, a very nice statue. I will freely yeah. say that it's in a very weird spot. Correct. Okay. Good. I'm glad you have the same because when I saw where they put it, like the second, the day I went there and the walls were gone finally, and I walked over. It was like a week after, so there's no real like panic or busyness to it. I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, so where's this? Oh, it's right 
goes there. And I was like, like that's the background. background. Huh. Because, because when this was promised to us, um, going back to that, that festival building we were talking about, that three-story building, it was also supposed to have a walkover to go towards uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like a, a breezeway, a causeway type thing. And that's where the statue was supposed to be, looking out into World Showcase. And now, since that's gone, where are you going to put it? I guess we're going to put it directly behind Spaceship Earth, where the I forgot, since it's been closed so long, I forgot about the whole lounge area, sponsor lounge that's yep. above that, and that's, that's your background. And there's yeah, nothing... It's, it's pretty shitty. It's, like... It's just in a weird spot. It's in a weird spot, and also like the statue itself is like not centered. Um, no, it's not because you're supposed to be centered. Yeah, it's just it's. I I feel like the I feel like the thought process and the passion behind it was there. Just the implementation is just inherently flawed. They so, they overthought themselves, and then yeah. they didn't think about other things. Yeah, so anyway. it's okay. I mean, that's basically what happened. So it's just you know. Yeah. And but I hear at nighttime, the whole area looks prettier. Yes. Oh, my God. It's so nice at night. It's so gorgeous okay. in, in the evening. It's very, very nice. Now, tell um, me this. Did they put in... Remember how the floor, you'd walk across the ground and there'd be um, fire um, rockets? Have they done of. anything like that? Kind okay. of. So where the, uh, yeah. um, where the fountain used to be, like the fountain of the world used yeah. to be, they have like a little like plant area there, which is it's very pretty. Like I, w- I do want to emphasize that like despite what it looks like, it's a very pretty area. Like there's lots of very nice lights. Like the lighting looks very good. The 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 trees and the shrubberies are all like landscaped beautifully. Like it does look very nice, very cool and open. And um, the my know, biggest complaint the, is that it all looked very open. That's the thing. Like uh, thinking back to Future World, where what it was, well, it's kind of cool. stuff. Because what you what you can do is that in front of the statue where Walt is, there's a mm-hmm. there's a secondary like ledge that you can stand at, and yeah. you can actually look straight back from that ledge, and you can see a good chunk of the world showcase. Like it it kind of opens up from there, and it just looks really nice. Like it's a really nice like job okay. with the, the landscaping and the architecture. Uh, and where the fountain used to be, they have these like panels that like light up when you walk over them. But it's not it's not like what it used to be. It's not like the glittery panels that like used to be at yeah. Epcot, which were just better in every single way. Um, you know, it's like, like as a kid, it, it broke my brain as a kid. Yeah. How, how does this happen? Yeah. And also like they they have a different section of soundtrack for this area, which yes. in my opinion fits this section of the park far better than the rest of the new Epcot soundtrack does. And okay. I'll also admit too that like the new the new Epcot soundtrack, like, nothing will ever replace the old Epcot, like, the 1993 no. to, like, 2017 soundtrack, to me, is, like, yeah, no, basically was, as close good. to perfection as you can get, along with Future World, like, because Future yeah. World had this, like, sort of, like, 1990s, like, early aesthetic that, like, just really appeals to me, but mm-hmm. uh, the soundtrack for this area in particular, in my opinion, is very strong. It fits very well with the theme that they're going for. So it just makes a lot more sense for it to be in this area. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And then, uh, I haven't done this myself, but apparently uh, you can actually... So they pipe in all of the music for Luminous, which is the new show that they premiered oh. at Epcot. 
Uh, so when you are watching Luminous, you can actually not only see what they're doing in the World Showcase, uh, albeit you know at a good distance, but you can also hear the music around you. That's and good. part of the um, part of the the new aspect of Luminous is that they also display um, portions of the uh, show, or there's like a co- accompaniments to the show that are broadcast onto Spaceship Earth. So that that's part of it too. Um, so it's right. like a neat little viewing area that you can kind of watch, and it, you know, by all accounts, it's it's really cool. So okay, so getting getting to Luminous then. So you've seen it? I have not. Ah, okay. I've only I've only heard about like this is an option I've, you have. So I've also not. Uh, the plan was to go see it one night, but then it was really cold, um, and so we were also drinking with folks from out of town, and they decided they didn't want to be in the park anymore, which I agreed. So that's what happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, with Luminous announcing and coming through, that's pretty much the uh, the breakdown of the park in in 2023. Yeah, that's, so that's all that's all the things that came and went so far, and uh, I think we just have a bit of a preview ahead, and that's about it. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of things that have been confirmed or are otherwise confirmed as coming out. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the top, top parts of this little list are all confirmed, and the bottom parts yeah. are all speculation. So Tiana's Bio Adventure, obviously, is set to open at yep. some point this year. Some point this uh, year. They already confirmed that they're adding on a new mission to Star Tours that is going to be included, I think, starting in May, in time for Star Wars Celebration. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not sure which month. Uh, I just know it has something to do with uh, the recent Ahsoka. Yes, um, and that's pretty much all that we know about it. <laughs> Yeah, so, yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Country Bear Retheme has already started to kick off at the time of this recording. They shut it down last week. Um, no, next week. Or next, next week. week, I'm sorry. They're yeah. going to be shutting it down next week. They posted a sneak preview about it, and I am not excited whatsoever. Um, because yep. uh, basically every song you enjoyed will will be gone, but hopefully every character will be back. Well, so they they're keeping all of the characters. Liverlips McGrawl is not going to be oh, kept as Liverlips McGrawl. That's that's right. I think they're calling him Romeo McGrawl. Romeo, yeah. And I, you know that that look, I get it. You know, I understand. But my my thing is is that the previews that they've shown, all of the behind the scenes stuff that they've shown is that essentially it's just kind of modern Disney music that just has a country theme to it. Yes, which it's, I think it's is gonna be, about it's gonna be as Disney... low, I think it's about as low effort as you could possibly go with this sort of attraction retheme. Probably. Like, uh, I think it's about hoping, as low effort as you can go. Also, if we get some uh the holidays are back, like maybe we get the Christmas show back or something like that, and uh, no, we're just we're just gonna make it a Disney jukebox show instead of a country jukebox show. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean I'll have to reserve judgment until I actually see it. To be fair, like Country Bear Jamboree has functionally remained untouched for almost forty years. Oh yeah. I mean the songs they picked when they did it were most of them were made within fifteen years of the show. Yeah. So and now the show itself is fifty years old. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I just I'm not sure how I feel about them changing it to this again, this like jukebox style of like, hey, you like let it go, right? Do you want to hear a country version of Let It Go? Like it's like no, like I don't want to hear that. Like I want to hear like stupid bears playing stupid music. You know what, what if I mean? like, what if instead <laughs> We have Teddy Barra singing a duet with Henry, 
for a whole new world. How do you like that one? Oh my God, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't you love it? Instead of him sounding really, really uh, horny. Yeah, thank you. Why don't they just sing a song, which is covertly about a woman losing her virginity? Why don't they just do that one? That's the thing, you know. Like Country Bear Jamboree is always kind of like towed this line between being like just absurdly goofy, but also like really, really dark. Like, yeah. there's literally a song called Mama Don't Whoop Little Buford, and the lyrics are like, hey, like, don't don't on. hit your kid, just shoot him. <laughs> like, just shoot like... him. Yeah, that was one of the one of the two <laughs> songs they named that had to be, that had to go. Um, right. And instead, they, they took them all. They took them all. So they Listen, all I'm saying is that if we don't get blood on the saddle, I'm riding. <laughs> well, that, Mike, you named the other song. Oh, no, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> like, come on, that, that's the whole point. Like, Big Al is just this big moron that doesn't know well, what's going on. Like, well, we'll see what song they give Big Al. Maybe yeah, they give him Let It Go. Probably get Bare Necessities like they no, be showing. I, 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 God, that would suck. I really hope Big Al gets Let It Go and does his Please. own. Give, give him something really powerful, really, da, da, and he's the one doing it. Yeah. So uh, let it go. Bob. Yeah, I need to. Let I need to go. not focus on that. So uh, there's a couple. Well, of other I things. don't care. <laughs> there's a All couple right, of other so things that. that are coming through. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, uh, Fantasmic over in Disneyland is listed to return in May of this year. Um, now, in some form or another, another. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Well, apparently the whole dragon part's been lifted, so we don't know what their show's going to look like now. Yeah, who knows? And now we're getting into the part where things are kind of like a little up in the air. Uh, so they did confirm, Disney did confirm that they're doing an updated version of the Little Mermaid show at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, how about great, that? Because that's been closed since before COVID. Yes, um, and uh, I was told, uh, you know, loosely that the theater had to be laser scanned for archival because it, they were going to basically demolish the inside. And then this story came out, and it's like, oh, well, they're demolishing the inside because the whole thing just needed to be redone. We'll bring back the show. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, so. admittedly. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with um, the Ursula. Uh, oh, no. This whole thing is going to be... It's not going to be the same show. It's going to be... Uh, slightly tweaked. And, but, like, no, well, I mean, they've... They've already announced there's going to be a kiss the girl section, which there wasn't before. Hell yeah! So there's that, um, and and who knows who knows what else we get. Uh, hopefully, you still get a performer pretending to be a giant shaggy dog. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, there are pseudo rumors slash like pseudo confirmed things that Disney at some point this year is going to be doing something with it's tough to be a bug over at Animal Kingdom. Uh, yeah, they'll be closing it in favor of a Zootopia show. That's that's the report that yes. Disney has said themselves. We don't have a date yet. Yes. Um, now, of course, this is one of those things where is it actually going to come through to fruition? No one really knows, especially considering that like uh, there is a very heavy and almost basically confirmed rumor that they're going to be ripping out Dinoland USA and replacing it with either a like Coco or like Indiana Jones themed area. So uh, like Encanto and, and Indiana Kanto, Jones. Yes. Yeah, both. Um, yeah, Central just, America. Yeah. So no one's really 100% sure cuz like, you know, it's Dak, like it's the basically the redheaded stepchild of the Disney Parks family. So yep. uh 
Then you have uh, some other stuff that's coming through. The uh, Universal Legacy Store is rumored to be getting replaced with something different. It uh, just closed last week. Yes, but um, there we, are we plenty of rumors. Nobody knows what they're going to be putting there. Yeah, the big the big rumor is, and I think it's on the list, it's going to be a, a preview center for Epic Universe. That's the big rumor. Yeah. I will say. Uh, then they... What else? Uh, Disney announced that at some point this year that uh, Test Track will be shutting down so they can begin converting it over into the World of Motion-inspired version that it originally was. Uh, well, it's so, still going to be Test Track, yeah, but it's, it's going to be heavily, way different. Yeah. heavily weighted to World of Motion rather than this, this pseudo-Tron theme we have now that we, in fact, have a Tron ride. Yes. yes. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see because I hate Test Track. It's a shit ride. So... <laughs> All right. <laughs> so... Uh, they also have some other things that are confirmed, but there's no, like, date on those yet. Uh, so Disney has confirmed that they're doing a, a Pirates-like tavern over in Adventureland. There's mm -hmm. literally no time frame as to when that's going to be completed. There's not even a specific location. Uh, yeah. Because first everyone thought, oh, is that going to be Tortuga Tavern? And then the next thought was, no, it's going to be replacing the old uh, Pirates League, you know, yeah. the... the piratey bibbidi bobbidi that so i yeah yeah they said it's coming we don't know where we don't know when yeah i think i think it's more likely that they'll probably strip out like the back half of the pirates store and where the pirates league meets and just combine that into one big area but that's one of those things where it's like disney confirmed it like it's 100 percent confirmed it's just like the time frame is the questionable yeah. part. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of things in the last year plus they've confirmed that no longer on the list. Uh, going back to Dino Land, they said that was going to be a section from Moana and Zootopia, and yeah. now it's now it's definitely not. And so they're heavily implying that it's going to be Encanto and Indiana Jones. But again, there's nothing there. So pirates, take that with a grain of salt. Right now, they say it's coming. We don't know where. We don't know when. Yeah. Uh... Then there are some other things that they've kind of like hinted at. Um, yeah. But before we get to those, there are some things that we need to kind of do talked about that they've confirmed as well. Um, Disney confirmed that something related to Avatar is going to be coming to Disneyland at some point in the near future. Yes, they Literally, said this. Yeah. Yeah, like, so this about a year ago. They haven't followed up on it. Um, people assume it's what was over in, uh, I think it was some some part of China, or maybe it was Hong Kong. Um, like, there was a, an Avatar creature experience where, like, there was animatronic and puppeted versions of creatures you can go in as, like, a walkthrough zoo and ended with an Akron on a nest. Yeah. In a banshee. So, so, so no they're thinking knows. it's probably just that. <laughs> yeah. But, again, no timetable, and they haven't followed up on it. But they said it's coming, but who knows? Yeah. Now, speaking of Avatar... Um, both James Cameron and Disney confirmed that they filmed new scenes for Flight of Passage, mm -hmm. but there's literally no time frame as to when those scenes are going to be incorporated into the ride. So that is nope. one of those things that, like, it actually is confirmed. Like, it's 100%, like, they've we, already filmed it. Like, it's in post-production right now. We don't know when. We just we don't know when. Don't know yeah. when. Yep. Uh, and then we have some other neat things that were introduced this year as well. Uh, Universal announced that they are opening up a uh, a new, uh, mostly aimed at children theme park in Frisco, Texas, uh, yeah. with no news other than the fact that it exists and it's coming. Uh, they yeah, also announced. They also announced 
um, that they are opening up a theme park in uh, the UK. Like, they're opening up a Universal Studios in the UK. Yeah, Uh, that also just came across the wire in the last month. They bought all this land for some reason. Yeah, so they're doing that. Uh, They have apparently broken ground on their year-round horror experience in Vegas. Yep. Uh, So that's that's on its way, too. And we are only a year and a half away from Epic Universe um, as of the time of this recording. So... Yeah, uh, really. Universal's making some pretty, pretty strong strides. Uh, and then the other big thing uh, that's coming out of Disney is that they uh, they confirmed that after Tiana's Bio Adventure opens, that they are fully moving ahead with the quote unquote Beyond Big Thunder Mountain project. But again, nobody knows any details as we to what that yep. means. We they, Disney, Disney did confirm that it is coming. Like they've literally said repeatedly now that it's like no, no, like we're building an extension to Frontierland, but like nobody knows what it is yet. Yeah, so, but in typ- typical Disney fashion, they've announced they're going to do something years before they know what they're going to do, and yep. years before they've broken ground on what they do. So by the time it comes around. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 somebody because like, somebody made a point about Tron Life Cycle. From the time they announced that it was coming to Magic Kingdom to the time it opened, if a child was born on that day, they announced it, they'd be tall enough to ride. Yep. Yeah. So this is typical Disney. So grain of salt's all around. But uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's the bulk. <laughs> yeah, I think as of 20- right now, like we've basically got some stuff that's kind of confirmed up until like 2025, and then. After that, yeah. who who knows, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint what's specifically coming in twenty twenty four, but otherwise, hey, we're looking ahead. It's about yeah. It. So, so there we go. I think that pretty much covers just about everything. That's a pretty pretty big banner year for uh, for theme parks, both here in mm-hmm. the U.S. and around the world. Um, what was your favorite thing from twenty twenty three theme park wise? Ooh, good question. Um, yeah, I just thought of it too. I'm gonna take a second. To be honest with you, I. <sighs> It's a tough one, but I, I kind of feel like, I feel like for me, like the biggest part of this year was probably either the return of Happily Ever After or just mm-hmm. everything involving the tribute store for Jurassic Park. I mean, it was just such a damn good store. <laughs> like, it really, really is. What about you? Yeah. Ah, I don't know, because since I've asked it, I've started thinking of it, and everything that's coming to mind is things that are gone. Mm. But am I happy that they're gone? You know, I, I guess Kid Zone going away, that that's good, but also, do I care? I That's so weird, because, yeah, I asked you, and then I thought of it, and I go, oh, shit, what's my but answer? also pizza fries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... also pizza fries. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing. So, uh, in all in all, yeah. good year for theme parks. Um, 2024 is shaping up to be Pretty another eventful. good year. Uh, and then, obviously, 2025 is when things are going to really just pop yeah. off for us down here in Florida. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, right. so uh, once again, everyone, uh, thank you for those of us that um, are listening. Um, this is <laughs> yeah, the, the dozens of you. Yeah, I mean, literally dozens. But you know, for those of you that are listening, we really, really appreciate the support. Uh, obviously, we uh, are still, you know, working on the podcast every single time that we uh, we pull it up. But uh, we're slowly but surely growing in viewership. So for those of you that are listening and and spreading the word about us like we really do appreciate it uh Mm -hmm. as we mentioned before we still don't have any kind of like twitter 
or Facebook accounts because I'm pretty sure no one our age uses those anymore. Uh, but we do have a decent presence over on Instagram, so be sure to uh, follow us there at eTicketPod if you have not already done so. Um, we, uh, I think we do have an email that you can send stuff to. Uh, if I mean, we do, to. but honestly, just find us on Instagram. Just DM yeah, us just there. Just find us on Instagram. Yeah. You can send us any inquiries over there. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, to like and share the show as well. Um, and, uh, oh, I think one more thing, too. Uh, I think we might potentially start to see our first uh, sponsors this year. So, uh, Well, you know, that's big, something to look forward to. Yeah, so big, big, big shout-out to those that uh, are there to help us out through that. So, uh, But once again, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, my name mm-hmm. is Mike. And I'm Rob. And together, we are the E-Ticket, E-Ticket Podcast. Podcast. So right. thank you guys for listening in. Have a great day. See you.